Welcome to the self-proclaimed second best podcast of the A7FL. This is the other side of the ball. I am the host of this show, Casey Cox. Alongside me, my two co-hosts tonight, Derek Duncan Double D, the division owner of Nevada, and the commissioner of Nevada, Chris Vera. How are you gentlemen doing tonight? Chris is better than me. (laughs) (laughs) Not always. Well, today. Today you're better than me. Okay, today. I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> Casey, how you doing, dude? Oh, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, got some big things going on, so. Yeah, I, I noticed. You, you want to drop that bomb on the podcast? You want to save that for another time? Uh, yeah, I'll drop it off the podcast. That's not a big deal. Um, All right. I'm, I am, I mean, it's pretty much official. All I got to do is find the place. I'm moving to the Vegas area January of 2023 because I'm looking to get in with uh, Coach Bartley and some of the other football programs that he's involved in as well and getting some broadcast contracts locked down there as well. So I'll have that going on, plus maybe some high school basketball going on, plus the A7FL going on. It just makes sense. So as soon as we get back from Louisiana from doing fireworks, we're moving to Vegas. Gotcha. And you did that. Congratulations. Congratulations to the city for picking up another star. Here we go. Here we grow. Yeah, exactly. Here we grow. Again, and, uh, and that's I'm coming to put in work. That's that's how I put it. I think to you is I'm coming to put in work. I'm done questioning myself. I'm just gonna do the damn thing. So, well, we'd be lucky to have you, dude. And uh, I'm sure once this thing is over, we'll have a chance to discuss and talk about things so I can help you find some housing. I know you're not trying to get Vegas proper, and there's a lot of really cool bedroom communities around Vegas where the prices are a lot better and. Or out, right, just absolutely. outside of Vegas, and the price is a lot better. And I know you like to be a rural guy, so I'm going to set you up with some people I know out there. Hell yeah, sounds good. So, uh, thank you. I appreciate the bomb. Can't wait to have you here. So, what are we, what are we doing tonight? So, so tonight the plan is to uh, preview the uh, Jamboree that we have going on December 4th and kind of lead that into a preview of the fall season and what we've got going on this fall. Um, All right, well, I was being coy. Of course, I know what's going on, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but so with that, I, I did want to kind of kick off the show and start with one question kind of to both of you gentlemen. And that was to, for one, I want to know kind of, I didn't get to see the Jamboree last year. I'm probably unfortunately not going to get to see it again this year. But what does that Jamboree, at least for you, Derek, look like from your perspective um, how does that play out? How do the rules work for that? And then when you're done, Chris, kind of how does that work for you from the commissioner standpoint? What does that look like for you? All right. So I hate to answer a question with a question to start off, but aren't you going to be doing the play-by-play <laughs> for the Jamboree? I was not aware that we were doing for sure doing that. I thought we talked about it, but we weren't sure. So yeah, if that's what we're doing, then yeah, I will be. Okay, good. <laughs> then you're definitely going to get to see it because you're going to be watching it on your monitor. All right. Well, there you go. So, all right. <laughs> bomb number two. Casey. I was going to say, and the bombs keep coming. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So now that I got that out of the way, uh, super happy to have you uh, under contract and ready to roll for <laughs> this coming Sunday for Jamboree. Uh, previewing for the fans here. Uh, so just real quick, j- just throw it out. So this Sunday, December 4th, 
Bonanza High School, Las Vegas, Nevada. 10 a.m. is our jamboree where all eight teams in A7FL Nevada that are participating in the fall, that excludes the force, will be uh, competing for $1,000 uh, for the jamboree winner and $250 per MVP for offense and defense. So that's the promo. Uh, we are still feverishly trying to bring as many players into the mix as possible. We got six teams with full squads. We got two teams that are kind of limping in right now because of a lot of change-ups that we've all heard about on this podcast previously. Uh, but things are kind of shaping up and turning out to be really, really nice. We've got two or three more days to get everybody rostered up to play this fall kind of practice season. But there's a lot of money on the line for some of these guys. And what's also on the line is Vegas will be the only A7FL football being played this fall. No other division is doing a fall season. What is And what that means for us is we'll have more practice between now, between the pro seasons to get our stuff together. I, I forgot this podcast to get our shit together and it's going to be real nice for us to get the playing experience for the guys who've never played this brand of football before underneath the belt. So uh, now let me answer your question, Casey uh, Jamboree. The rules uh, are each team will play two series against every other team. So we're going to have for lack of a better term, 14 series being played uh over the over the course of six hours so team one will play team two team three team will play team four team five will play team six team seven will play team eight both two series apiece, offense and defense right and then we'll switch it up where one plays three two plays four so on and so forth until every team plays each other and we have all scored and been scored on and then the person with the highest point differential the difference between points scored versus points scored against will be our jamboree winner the offense and defensive mvp will be selected be nominated by the coaches so coaches will have to nominate offensive and defensive mvps from any team but their own and then those nominees will be looked at by the a7fl staff that's us three and matt ryan and we will make a determination as to who the winners are out of the uh, candidates that the coaches put up. So that's the setup. Now, your second question was, how was it last year? Last year, it was a lot of fun, but it wasn't what it's going to be this year. We had only a total of three teams that we were bringing to Jamboree last season. And then on at the Jamboree, the force had maybe three, four guys that day. And uh, a guy that you guys may have heard of named Rock Briscoe, the eventual quarterback for the force, came out that day and was just watching the game and said, man, I've been trying to hook up with A7FL for two years now. I didn't know who you guys were, how to find you. And then I saw this advertisement for Jamboree, so I decided to come out and check you guys out. And then three months later, he's hoisting a division championship. So <laughs> we're hoping that the activity we're putting together for this upcoming jamboree with eight teams that with a few guys that need to squat up, we'll have a similar type setup and we'll bring some guys out of the woodwork that have been itching to find us or guys that didn't know we existed that just saw the advertisement and trying to get their hands on, you know, a piece of that $1,500. Either way, we're trying to get fans and players out there 
to have a great day and enjoy ourselves. So I'm excited. Uh, I, I can't wait to see, you know, what Rashad Davis looks like playing for the Hunters with the defense that they're bringing to the table. So they've got like the, like the Niners, a complimentary offense and defense where these guys are defense heavy and Rashad's a running quarterback. So, you know, ball control offense and keep your defense off the field for a while so they can stay fresh. So when they get out there, they can dominate type deal. And then super excited to see what the pit bosses are bringing to the table because they, they've got what I would call a Vegas all-star squad that they put together. And of course they got the continuity of having played last season, which gives them a leg up on everybody, every other team that's, that's in this division coming up. And then I want to see what OTT looks like. Uh, G heard or, and his group, you know, he was an insomniac last season. Uh, thought he, let me say this the right way. Cause he didn't have challenges with the insomniacs. He just wanted that the shine of, having his own squad and developing it his way. So he developed over the top. And then, you know, guys like Jeremiah Reeves and the Vegas gold who uh, are basically the Las Vegas saints now playing a seven NFL style ball with a few key players, not on the team because they're spread out on other a seven teams. So there's a lot going on. There's, you know, there's more teams to talk about too, but those are just the ones that are standing up at the top of my head because I'm talking to those guys on a daily basis. Those are guys that are hitting me up on a daily basis. We actually started the podcast late because Rashad called wanting to see if we had extra footballs for their practice tonight. And he also wanted me to say, everybody, A7FL, raise up. It's our time, bitch. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> I, I'm paraphrasing, but it was close. There was a curse word in there somewhere, so I decided to do whatever I needed to do. But, uh, I, and I think that answers your question Casey did I miss anything no that was perfect that answered my question look at that I'm perfect look at that (laughs) so um Chris for you being the commissioner what does this jamboree kind of look like from your perspective for this season you know um I don't want to sit here and just say ditto to what Derek said. Um, A lot of it's the same, but I think what um, I'm really looking for and one of the things that is going to stand out to me because I'm always on the sidelines walking back and forth between both teams. It's not just one team. What I like to do is I like to listen to what the players are thinking, um, what they're saying. You know, last year was was, uh, my first year for A7FL. And I found it very interesting because I was able to do that with um, guys from out of state, guys from California. I was able to listen to them and it brought a different perspective to the game for me. And so I want to hear that again with the the new guys that are coming in. Some of these guys that are going to be playing A7FL for the first time and guys that are, you know, this is their second year. Um, It's always good to hear uh, what their feelings are, especially at a jamboree. You're getting to show off your offensive skills, your defensive skills. You're getting to show off a lot of your team. You're not going to be showing everything, obviously, because you don't want your your uh, competitors to find out what you're doing. But <clears throat> it brings a little bit more to the table when you get to see all that and listen to the way that they're they're dealing with things on the sidelines. So I'm very interested, very interested to see how this all shakes out um, I think that it's going to be a, uh, a very big deal for a lot of players because it's going to be their first time uh, really playing this against another team. You know, Chris, there's one thing you didn't touch on that 
I probably should have said is I'm looking forward to seeing you with the, with the ref crew work out all of the things that have been solidified this off season when it comes to rules changes, rules improvements, and what the Nevada division is bringing to the table, which is uh, basketball shot clocks with buzzers. So we can get be done with this delay a game, not being called bullshit. You know me when it comes to rules, when it comes to football, I sit there studying the TV, like, Man, that's, that's been sitting on double zeros for at least a half second. They didn't blow the whistle. We're, we're not going to yeah. have that moving forward in, in Vegas. So I'm hoping that our bringing the shot clock to uh, the Vegas division of the A7FL permeates to the rest of the division and hopefully permeates up to the NFL so they can stop cheating. <laughs> that's one way to put it. Right. That's one way um, to put it. I'm sorry. Stop cheating me out of five yards every time is what I'm saying. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hey, they, um, they look for ways to speed up the game. This is a way to right. speed up the game. Exactly. Right. Absolutely. And I like I like that move. That's that's actually very brilliant, I think, to bring that aspect into it. Um, and with that, you said two drives, offense, two drives, defense. Is the defensive drive going to start with a throw-off like you see in so the spring season? It won't be separate drives, right? So, it, yes, there will be a throw-off. So, the games, the games will – each series will start with a throw off the team that does the throw off will be on defense and the team that receives the throw off will be on offense and they'll play right. one series with that team on offense the other team on defense right and then if they score there'll be a throw off and the team that was on offense was on defense will now be on offense right so there'll be four throw offs basically per game in quotations before we move on to the next game in quotations right absolutely Makes sense. Or or if not throw off turnover on down. So no right. I mean just like a regular game, you're gonna evaluate whether you want to go for it and give your opponent the ball in scoring position or not. And then we're still gonna have the same one point and two point tries and all and all the rest of it that goes with it. So everybody nice. can get their work in. Nice. Awesome. That was just something I wanted to clarify. Cool, cool. So, and is there anything that you gentlemen want to talk about, discuss further uh, going into Jamboree and, you know, week one being, what, just just about two weeks out? Yeah, there, well, actually, there's a lot going on in Vegas. So, uh, on the TV rights side, we are 90% of the way there for inking a deal for our local broadcast company. Uh, to have us as their feature broadcast every Sunday during our fall season. We're not going to be televising Jamboree for sure. Uh, Jam they've got a full schedule coming this Sunday, but we are going to take some of the elements from that game and use it to promo the upcoming games once we, once we ink the deal. We believe that we'll be on the uh, December 11th broadcast, but I think they're targeting December 18th for us, but we'll see how that goes. And if that happens, then we'll only play one game on the broadcast before we take our two week break for new year's and Christmas out of order, Christmas and new year's, and then come back on January 8th to play week three. So all those things are in motion, having a lot of great conversations with a lot of really cool people, uh, working with Matt Ryan for the, uh, from the three on one and the game of the week commentary from the a seven, he's going to be our executive producer. And then the, me and Casey will be the play-by-play, -play and I'm looking to be 
the Booker McFarland down on the field doing player interviews down there and helping Chris. So if we can pull that off the right way, it'll be great. Uh, if we can't, then chances are I'll be up running the PA system and not down on the field and doing it the way we did uh, for a couple games last season. But things are coming together. We also hired two statisticians, so we don't have to deal with uh, waiting for players to finish their game and come up and try to take stats. That hasn't worked out well for us. So we've got two full-time statisticians that will be taking care of our games. Uh, one is going to be doing it remote uh, from Sri Lanka. The other will be actually on the field with us uh, taking notes, and we're going to compare them and kind of work through any issues and details and have real stats being put up after every game. Nice the other thing, yeah, the other thing we're hiring for, and Casey, this might be something you would be interested in, is a writer to recap each of the games after they're done and post them before the day's over. So we can get, you know, reporter stories out there, push them to the local news, push them to national news and sports programs and uh, see if they want to carry our stuff. But I know locally they do. Obviously, we're going to be on local TV, so the, the local paper is going to want to have our information because people are going to be watching Right. Yeah, absolutely. But, but we're actively looking for a sports writer to co to cover our games, and that's the next set of interviews that I'm doing tomorrow. Nice. So that's the that's the shit I got going on. <laughs> all kinds of shit. Yeah. I, think, yeah, um, I think one of the things that uh, we should get into too is is uh, taking a look at these new teams. Um, you know, I know that we are getting ready for this uh unfortunately i say unfortunately because you know having the force play would be um kind of big but i get why they're taking the time off and getting ready for next for uh you know the spring season if you will um but i think we should take a look at these teams that we have coming up now um talk about what we know about them uh it's funny enough because um i might be with g and his group uh this evening because he text me and ask me to come out to his practice so to work with his wide receiver so i might be going to do that at 6 30 well, but i think we should, we should uh appreciate that we should we should have a, a little bit of a conversation about what we expect out of these teams coming up i think it's a great idea well, you know what we really should do is kind of talk about each team that what we know about them and then when we're done with that why don't we kind of do a prediction for jamboree and then yeah, why don't we just do a prediction for Jamboree? And then after the Jamboree is over, based on how things go next next week, why don't we do a uh, season top eight and see and predict how things are going to go based on what we saw at Jamboree? Sounds good. Let's and do then, it. And then we'll all record what we think. So tonight, let's also record what we think. So I don't want everybody to just pick the same things and have us all agree. Let's say, here's your list. Here's our list here's your list here's my list here's your list and then see who's the closest to being right when it's all said and done right i might reserve mine until after i watch jamboree well, no 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 no, no. <laughs> we need we need the we need the pre-jamboree uh top eight so what how do you think jamboree is gonna go and then next week we'll have the post jamboree season prediction right that way we get both in and then compare notes all right all right. All right. We'll, yep, we'll, let's do it. We'll, we'll record our CVS receipts. All right. I got the notepad up. All right. Okay. So let me start by putting out all the teams real quick. Let me get my list up. So 
we have I should have I should have been better prepared for this. So I'll just go off the top of my head. We've got uh, the edge. The edge is Las Vegas edge uh, coached by coach John Woods. Or does John have the hunters? Actually, let me go to my notes. And we'll start with the pit bosses. <laughs> I know what's what happening. You know. <laughs> <laughs> the pit bosses, right? We got coached by Coach Anthony Bartley, returning from the previous season as the second uh, place team in Vegas. Uh, made it to our playoffs, our four team playoff out of five teams. Not really that big of a deal because the Insomniacs were over. Uh, but uh, got beat in the first playoff game by the aces and but they had a decent season actually you know obviously two wins against the insomniacs helped but uh they took most of the teams they played to the brink uh had in some instances only six or seven guys which they like to talk about as a good thing i say that that's bad organization but they with those six or seven guys that were still be, able to be competitive so if they can improve the organization which it sounds like they have because it seems like they have the strongest roster as far as uh, committed guys in total. That's the pit bosses going into the state. They got Trey Robinson returning the offensive MVP of Nevada, former NFLer, former D one uh, slot receiver. And uh, a couple other greats that uh, were really, really good throughout the league this season, guys like uh, Jackson and Rob Burns, who was Trey's favorite target. Uh, I believe they also picked up Deontay Williams or Dante, not Deontay. I was thinking Deontay Henderson from Florida, Dante Williams known as Tay or Vegas ball psycho. And a couple other uh, really, really great guys that balled out last season, like Jay Steen and uh, Nas, I believe Nas is coming back. I haven't heard from him, but those are the guys that were on the squad last season that really tore it up and popped off the camera for us while we were calling the games and, the pit bosses are coming back uh, for me as the favorite for the fall season, just because of the continuity and, you know, having Trey out there as the OMVP, it's kind of hard to envision someone having a better season than them with that being the setup. Next up is the edge. The edge is John Woods and they've got a 18 man roster of a bunch of guys that, we in Vegas have not seen play a seven ball before. So we really don't know what to expect aside from the fact that they've got a full squad of 18 guys that are rostered up and probably going to have a decent uh, situation because of that. Uh, next up, we got uh, G Hurd, former insomniac, who is the GM and coach of over the top. We call them OTT for short. And obviously G being the baller he was last season, uh, real kind of a, a real good defensive mind, mind middle linebacker type. Uh, very, very good run stopper. Good at the point of attack at the ball. And a, a bunch of guys who are just hard-nosed, hard workers to go with him. But they also have my preseason uh, rookie of the year prediction. Savion Cunningham, who balled out at our exhibition game and had two kickoff returns for touchdowns, another another receiving touchdown, and the catch of the day out there, who won the $250 for MVP of the day for our exhibition game. So 
that that's kind of the preview for them from from what I know. Now, Chris, you're going to go out and see a lot more out of them if you're going to their practices. I will. I'll see what's going on with them. I'll definitely report that back. You know, while we're while you're talking about these teams, I, I've got to ask the question. I know we're in the middle right now, but I got to ask the question: uh-huh. Are any of the uh, the guys from the force splitting up and going on different teams to get some playing this year. Yeah. So there's at least two guys that I'm aware of from the force that are playing with the pit bosses. Okay. Uh, I think there's about, I've heard there's about nine guys that are anticipating playing and most of them were supposed to be squatting up with the pit bosses, but I've not, I guess I can look at their roster real quick and tell you. Cause I mean, I think that says something, right? Well, we're making these predictions you know, if you're holding on to that information, <coughs> cheater. Um, I'm just yeah, saying that, yeah, that's, right? uh, you know, that's, that's some information yeah, we got to you, you, know, you, 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 know, right, you can't so. just uh, bogart that kind of information and think, okay, well, you can't just copy what I'm saying. All right. So <laughs> looking at their looking at their roster that they sent me, I see two former force or not former two force players that I know by name on their squad. One of them is Anthony Smith is probably uh, he did not win defensive MVP, but was very, 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 very close second in the running. I would say to uh, uh, Gianni Breland and who else did I see? Well, I think these impact players, you know, yeah, yeah. So I think Jaron Sykes also played for uh, the Force last season, but they, they do show Nas on their roster coming back. I mean, it looks like their whole team's coming back, except for uh, Derek Moore, who got hurt in the first game. So that was the former Navy D1 quarterback who got hurt his first season playing for Navy and obviously got hurt his first season playing for us. I think he re-injured that ankle, so... And then I, I, it's funny. People were like, man, people get hurt playing your game. So Daniel Packer is actually playing for the pit bosses. And he was one of the guys that was saying, I'm like, bro, you got a separated shoulder from trying to put your hands down to stop your fall. Like, what uh, What about pads is going to stop that from happening? He's like, you're right. My bad. You're right. <laughs> I, I think, I think he was just on the limb and say absolutely nothing. <laughs> But while we're on the subject, let me let me give a shout out to Packer, man. That dude is just a raw, real good dude. He and I have been talking probably on a every other day basis. He's got his uh, Sin City Rebels 11-man squad that he's developing for this season. They're going to play in, I think, the uh, Mountain West League as an 11-man outdoor team. And he's just, just a really good guy that I've really gotten to know a lot better. And I just love meeting people like that that have their head on straight or and just – coming to me and we're chopping it up he's teaching me things i'm teaching him things and we're growing together that's it's just a beautiful thing so he's on he's on that squad too and is a hell of a defensive player uh so pit boss has got got an all-star squad and now that you mentioned that name and I'll, I'll go ahead and say it out out on this uh i have to talk to him because um i'm wondering if his uh if he's daniel packer jr and his dad is danny packer oh does he, have a, about that. does he have another son named Dan, Daniel Quinn, Danny Pack? I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to check on it. Um, but the only reason I asked that is I went to high school with Danny Packer. Nice. So, and I know he played out in the uh, flag league. 
I remember that name. I just don't remember the face. So you'd have to clue me in there. Yeah. All right. I'll, so I'll let you know. All right. So I'll keep going with the preview. Uh, <laughs> next up, we'll go Insomniacs. Uh, returning for them is uh, Ramsey's uh, coach Donnie's youngest son. I don't know if Chris, his oldest son, is going to be playing, but they, Ramsey's going to be anchoring the line. And then uh, Coach Q's son, Quentin, is going to be the starting quarterback, and he flat out balled out at the BMF tournament. So they've got a good foundation there. Their problem is, you know, obviously with Rashad. Uh, being cut uh, Rashad was the captain of that team and people that were already embedded in that squad saw Rashad as the leader and he led them to another team so they're going to be on the Hunters who are uh, probably one of the preseason top four in the division that we'll call out right now just based on the type of continuity that they've had and the, pra- the amount of practicing they've had and how Rashad runs the practice and how he is relentless with making sure dudes are, are putting in the work and if they're not showing up to practice he's calling them out every day he's just that guy so the the work ethic that is being instilled whether they're following it or not the work ethic that's being instilled is going to help that squad be a lot better and as i said before they plan to run a ball control offense with a smothering defense so that combination against the team like the pit bosses that are looking to you know put up 40 every game if they only get the ball three times it's gonna be hard to put up 40. That can get growing on teams for sure. For sure. Uh, so that's the Hunters. And then uh, the Vegas Gold, that's Jeremiah Reeves. Now, let me, t- let me tell you about Jeremiah Reeves. So he so started out where Coach, uh, Coach Mike, formerly of the Cobras and the Saints, uh, Mike Howard, reached out and you know he and I've been talking a lot we were sponsoring a lot of stuff that he was doing we were helping each other out his guys were doing our uh chain gang we were uh letting them use our equipment and you know a lot of a lot of sharing a lot of asset sharing like I've been talking about quite a bit so coach Mike was supposed to have this squad and then he uh went back to coaching eight man so in doing so uh he asked Jeremiah to step up and take over the gold now Casey, Chris, you might remember Jeremiah when the vibe were here and they were getting absolutely worked for on the playoffs because they were in those black jerseys in the middle of summer in Las Vegas. <laughs> yep. Absolutely remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So anybody who listens to this, this podcast, and I know there's not a ton of you, but anyone who does, there's a little inside tip. Do not wear black in the summer in Las Vegas on the football field. It's 135 <laughs> degrees on the field already, and that black jersey is going to make it 155. You're going to walk out of there looking like the salt monster because there will be no sweat, just salt dripping off your forehead. <laughs> and if you don't believe us, ask the vibe. <laughs> right. So the reason I bring that up is uh, you remember about midway through the third quarter, they brought in a new tall, skinny quarterback that we didn't have a name on him, didn't have a number, but all of a sudden they started moving the ball and got a touchdown. And right. then I do remember that. And then the very next time they got the ball, he wasn't in there anymore. That was Jeremiah Reeves. So interesting. He is the GM coach of the Ve- of the Vegas Gold, and uh, has brought out a bunch of other guys from the Saints. Uh, some guys that uh, I don't personally know, but guys that have played together for uh, at least three four years now. So if they can you know, kind of put it together a seven style, they've got a, they've got a decent shot at it as well. And obviously they got a 
quarterback that we've seen actually execute and you know at least put the the pit bosses on their heels when when he was in quarterback for the vibe so while we're talking about that i've got one little thing that's kind of a i'll call it a 50 50 so our man the cove that uh was on the podcast with us i don't know seven weeks ago reached out to me today he said hey d i've got a squad that's ready to come up and jump on with a few of your teams or, or to come on and jump and jump on a squad i said i asked them hey are you guys looking to split up and you know fill up fill up rosters or are you trying to all stick together and be on one team so if they all stick together and get on one team i believe that they will be uh, insomniacs based on the number of players that insomniacs have after uh, rashad and the guys left so that that's another big piece if that and happens, last, that could make the insomniacs dominating, or at least a four. It certainly could. If you can imagine the uh, Cove, you know how good of a quarterback and oh, yeah. receiver he was, and he had a few guys like Rosales and oh, I can't remember the other guy's name. I think yeah. Rosales was actually the day we were calling Bucket Hat, but yep. uh, they had three or four guys that jumped off the screen. One like monster of a running back that was like six one. 245 like three percent body fat he, the dude was stepping on the field i almost took off running i was like that, that that's a man right there i'm getting away from that <laughs> i don't even want to look that in the eye that's that's foul <laughs> but uh so that that could be good and then uh last but i'm not gonna say last next up would be uh the sin city snake eyes that is rain mac's team and they bring an interesting wrinkle if you guys remember the podcast his offense is a wishbone offense and a smothering defense again, like the hunters. And if people don't know how to attack the wishbone, that's going to get dangerous. <laughs> You'll be running up numbers on everybody quickly. That is a defense that is hard to stop. If you've never seen it, you never practiced it. You can watch it on tape all you want. If you've not, if you don't understand the keys and they've never played against it, you're going to get worked. It, it just, I mean, how many times have you guys seen Georgia Tech go play somebody that had never practiced against them? Like, they come out west and play somebody like UNLV or Wyoming and just absolutely blow the doors off. Well, I mean, it's it's one of those things of, <clears throat> you know, understanding, like you said, the keys to it and uh, forcing the ball. And if you don't force the ball and, and follow it, oh, yeah, you're dead. You're dead. So it should be interesting to watch for sure. I can't wait to see that. Even even in the, the jamboree, that should be interesting. Yeah, and then last but certainly not least, the quietest uh, coach and team in A7FL Vegas right now is the North Town North Vegas. I always keep want to keep calling North Town the North Vegas Kryptonite. That is Vince Young and his squad now. So Kryptonite is a flag team that has been playing together for five six years up in the grid. And got a ton of respect up there. And they, Vince was our concessioner, one of two concessioners in the spring last season. And I finally got him looking at the style of play and realizing that, you know, this, this is a beautiful game. It's not injury prone. Like people think about when they just look at it and don't and see, Hey guys in the NFL play with pads and they're the best of the best. These guys playing without pads must be crazy. Like, no, it's not that they're crazy. It's a safer game. It's a prettier game, if you ask me, but it is a safer game. And, you know, once Vince got eyes on it long enough, he, you know, talked to all his guys and convinced them, like, hey, let's do this. There's, 
these guys are getting big notoriety, you know, big exposure. They're, they're throwing money at the thing. So eventually this thing's going to go pro. And if you guys are in position, we can make some money. So uh, Vince has a full roster that he's bringing for, for the North Vegas kryptonite. So that is the, nice. that is the eight team preview from the perspective of me. So with that, I'm going to start with saying my preseason number one prediction is the pit bosses. I think just because of their continuity and returning players and the guys that they've added and getting people like Packer who knows how to run a defense and uh, can help coach Bartley, you know, see some things, even if he's not on the field, even if you stand on the sideline can, can affect the game. And, you know, the, the sheer athleticism and quickness of a guy like, Trey Robinson, if he's got a defense to back him up and 14 guys that are starting and he's not playing both sides of the ball and down two people, I think that he's going to be very, very hard to stop at every section. And then with him being able to scare people with his legs and suck up the defense and hit it to Robert Burns over the top like he did many, many times when we were watching him, I just – I have a hard time seeing anyone – edging them out over a full season. I'm, I don't expect them to run the table, but I do expect them to have the best record. So pit bosses is your number one. That, that, that is who I'm predicting is number one. They're not my okay. number one. <laughs> I can't play favorites. <laughs> no, no, no. Your prediction, your prediction. I'm, I'm keeping score here. So oh, I'm oh, okay. You keep the list. So, All right. Yeah. I'm keeping the list. I don't know if I trust your list. I'm gonna make my list too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the argument will be no. That's not what I said. Was number right. two. Yes, it was. <laughs> we got receipts, bro. We go back and listen to the podcast. <laughs> I was gonna say I'll send it to everybody when we're done, so that way we right. all know. Right. Okay. Good. So, so now remember right. this, and I just hang on. Let me rewind real quick. I said I don't see anyone beating them. <laughs> I don't see them running the table, but I don't see them winning every game. We're still, we're just talking about Jamboree. So I think the pit bosses will have the best defense out there just based on what I know of Packer. And then I think they'll have about the number two or three offense. So those two things in combination, I think they'll have the best point differential and win the Jamboree. Okay. Who you got for number one, Chris? Unfortunately, the same. Um, and the reason, my reasoning behind it is um, what they look like last year. Watching them play, uh, I know that they were, in my eyes, there were a few guys shy of, of really giving uh, the force a run for their money. Um, I think that uh, with some of the players, the additions that they've had will probably put them up and over the top. So I would, you know, if we're talking about this as preseason and, and all that fun stuff, I would definitely say they're my number one. But you said over the top while you were describing them. <laughs> I was doing yeah, I know, right? yeah, You yeah, were with the play on the team words. Yeah, play, the play on words. Yeah, <laughs> right. the top we're, we're, we're gonna, we're we're gonna the go what? over <laughs> the top to force them into a certain situation, and maybe they can edge it out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Okay, so there's some stuff for you to use on the broadcast, but there you go. Yeah, and it might be, it, you know, you never know, you know, at the edge might be their kryptonite. Ah! There you go. <laughs> Love or it. Or the pit bosses might just be the hunters. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's better, be the, better be the hunter versus, versus the hunted, right? Yeah, and, this, and somebody's going to win Vegas gold, baby. 
<laughs> All right. We're, we're corny enough. All right, Casey, who do you got at number one for the Jamboree? I mean, honestly, I think just because of the style of offense that's being brung to the table and the fact that nobody in our division even dealt with anything like that last season, I'm going to go with the Snake Eyes. I think I, I think they're going to put points on everybody. Um, with that, aren't they? The, they're the ones bringing that wishbone, aren't they? That's correct. So I think they're going to score points every time, every offensive drive. Um, and then it's just going to be up to what their defense can or can't do. I like it. Casey going off the board. Beautiful. But I could, I could see them having the most points scored at least, but maybe getting a bunch of points scored against them too. So not being, but I think because of that offense, their, their defense is just going to have to not show up. All right. So I'm going to kind of flip the script here a little bit and say, we're going to do this since you picked the snake eyes, we're going to do this snake draft style. So we're going to have you go first for number two. Number two, I would probably have to go with the pit bosses just because they're going to have the full roster. So I don't see anybody here playing both sides of the ball the full time, maybe a little bit just to see what they have on the other side of the ball. But <laughs> I think job. they're going to have a different seven. So. <laughs> Nice little play on one and see who does the best job with the three on one, right? So, okay, so let's not forget there will be a throw off that takes place every series. So, well, not every series. If if there's if there's a score, there will be a throw off, and every game will start with a throw off. So, let's not forget the special teams will will play large in this jamboree as well. Oh, absolutely. So, all right, Chris, with all of that precursor, who you got for number two? I think I'm going to go a little bit different here <clears throat> as well. I think I'm going to go with the Hunters. Um, so many reasons. So many. Uh, I, I got to see them. I, I really do. I've heard, you know, I've sat here and I've listened and I've, I've heard what people are saying about them. And I, I want to see what they've got. So I'm going to go with the Hunters from number two. I want to see what they're bringing to the table. And I want to see what they're able to do. All right. That's, I don't want to just follow what you've got going. And I, I think that I probably would have said the same thing. And matter of fact, if I was gun to my head and I had to go first, I probably would have picked the hunters, but to switch it up a little bit, I'm going to go with over the top for number two, simply because I know the, the type of guys that they are bringing out and the level of commitment that the GM player coach has and how involved he has been with his team and how involved he has been with the conversations on a daily basis. I, I just like the continuity of what he's doing with, with the league on a daily basis. He's like the most active on social media for his team as well. So uh, I'll just go off of straight love and appreciation for what he's bringing to the, the division and how attentive he is to a squad that I think that they, uh, I'm going to put them in the number two spot. And since it's a snake draft, I'm going to go ahead and go number three and say the hunters for all the reasons you said, Chris, but primarily because of what I just said before you went, and that is the throw off is going to be critical 
in this game. And Rashad is one of the best ever in the country at returning the throw. So you can probably predict he's going to get between four and five return touchdowns against a bunch of guys who have never guarded a return before live. So I, I like them at your number two, Chris, but I also like them at number three for me for that reason. Well, and this is going to be interesting because my number three, I'm going to go with the Insomniacs. Ooh. Ooh. The reason why I'm going to go with, the, with them at number three is because I think that, um, you know, when you're – sports are, are very emotional. And when you're playing for a, uh, a coach that you loved, um, a lot could come out of that. And I think that um, – Donnie's players, especially his son anchoring the line and some other uh, situations there are going to have these guys playing above uh, maybe even what they think they can play at the level that they think they could play at. So I'm really interested to see how far emotion takes them. And then when they realize how good they can actually be, what the rest of the season will look like. I love it. I love it. Good. Good work, good explanation. Casey, who you got for number three? For number three, I would probably honestly have to say that I would have the Hunters at number three just because of how big the throw-off, I think, is going to play into it. And like you said, Rashad, I've seen I've seen video of it too. He's one of the best at returning the throw-off that I've seen. So I don't know how many – that there's going to be that many people that are going to be able to stop him if he gets in the right situations. Let me just say he and Trey are the two fastest people I've ever seen on a football field with my own two eyes. And Chris, that means yes, faster than Corey Williams. Man, there's a, that's saying something. I will say that, that is definitely saying (laughs) something. Um, I think, I think the only person that I've ever seen, um, Corey not catch James Humes. Yeah, I didn't play much against Scooby, so I, I got a lot, ton of respect for that dude. He, you know, he won a few championships for my high school, so I, he's revered in my eyes. But I never got to see him uh, actually on the field standing next to him because we only played them the one time in our jamboree, Chris. If you remember that back in the day, where we oh, yeah. almost beat we almost beat no limit and had everybody freaking the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, as a six, B team, six nothing. I still remember that. <laughs> yeah. Still remember that. And it right, took them. Right. It took them to the second half to get that fixed. So right, and we yeah, almost scored like two or three times. I don't know why we didn't, but anyway. All Good right, memories, so man. Good memories. exactly. All right, so <laughs> Casey, you're back up at number four. At number four, I would probably honestly have to go with the Insomniacs because that team is playing for Donnie. I mean, that's there's going to be so much emotion in it. I think once they get their feet under them. After a few drives, I think they'll be all right. I like it. All right. Chris, you're on the hot seat at number four. You've got you want to know who you got left, or you got it up top of your head. You got your I got them. I'm actually okay. got them. I'm looking at it. So my number four, I think I'm gonna go with the uh kryptonite. And right. I think that um the reason why I think I'm going with number four is I talked to uh talked to Vince on more than one occasion and he had brought up the fact of, of having a team. And I asked him about 
playing out there. And he said, I, you know what? I think these guys could do it. And they were pretty good from my understanding. Oh, yeah. So let's see how that translates, you know, because, I mean, if you've got guys out there that are not scared of contact and let's face it, even in the flag league, you really can't be afraid of contact. So I want to see what, what this, what they bring. And since they're bringing some stuff that is uh, unknown, I, I really think that um, having a good coach and having players that, that understand each other and have played together says something. So I'm going to go with them. All right. Well, I had them at my number four, but because you did that, I'm going to flip the script a little bit and I'm going to go with the gold at number four and put my money on gold with Jeremiah Reeves. I, the continuity that they have as a team that plays together with the saints and just coming off of their most recent season uh, where I think they went 10 and two, uh, obviously a lot of their guys, their stars are on other teams in the A7 NFL, but, the majority of these guys have played together and have been playing together as recent as two weeks ago. So uh, for, for that reason, more than anything else. And uh, Jeremiah is now hooked up with uh, Rashad and uh, Nigel and their trading information and kind of both getting to understand how, how football is done, how, how things are done. So it, it's, it's real cool. Those guys are hanging out together quite a bit right now. So that, that should I'm hoping that will rub off a little bit. So with that, I'm going to go kryptonite number five. Just to flip the script on you, Chris. And for all the reasons I said previously that I think the world of Vince, he's just an amazing young man. Uh, You know, he and I, we don't talk very much when we do. It's like when you and I talk, Chris, it's, you know, very meaningful spiritual even though it's not about spiritual stuff you can feel that that meaningful connection and if he talks to his guys the way he talks to me i know they'll run through a brick wall for his ass so i'm gonna put i'm gonna put him at number five that's a good pick um i think number five for me is going to be uh sin city snake eyes um for all the for all kinds of reasons but you know, from listening to you talk to them, from us talking to the coach and understanding some of the things that uh, they're going after and how they like to play and what they're looking at for this coming season. I want to see them on the field. Um, I think five, you know, let's put it this way. I want to reserve my right for, obviously this is for Jamboree. I'm going to reserve that right to look at this again after Jamboree. So I want to see what some of these guys are bringing. Well, don't get it twisted. We're going to pull these receipts up after Jamboree so we can clown each other. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> you you reserve the right to go back and look at it again, but I'll be looking at it already like, you stupid motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't be too stupid so far to pick two of your picks. Oh, oh I know. <laughs> I was talking about myself, but I said, you stupid motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, you can pretty well guarantee whoever I put at eight is going to win the damn thing, and whoever I put at one is not going to score at all. So... <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just how it's going for me this year so <laughs> so so you're telling me we shouldn't tell anthony who you picked at number one i know i'm sure he'll love the, he, you give him smoke he gets mad so yeah we need to tell him i did number one because if i put him at number eight i might not be here for the next <laughs> podcast <laughs> very true very true all right Casey, okay, so you got a five at five for me i would honestly have to go with the kryptonite and it's just because the continuity of that team already being a flag team i think that's going to end up being big 
in a fast, what should be a faster paced style of play with two drives on each side of the ball. I like it. All right. What about your number six? I love how you and I get both get put on the spot with the uh, snake draft. Chris gets to hear our take every time beforehand. <laughs> All right. I know. He's in the middle. Uh, All right. So my number six would then probably have to be um, over the top. Okay. And that's just because, I mean, the guy leading that team knows the A7. Um he knows what to expect. He kind of knows, you know, how to set up a team, I think, to go forward and be successful. So we'll get to see how successful they are. But I think they're going to struggle at first just because of they're not as – don't have the continuity that some of the other teams do. All right. I like it. Chris, your number six. My number six is going to be the H. Um kind of a, a misnomer and an unknown in my eyes to me anyway um and so i want to see what they're what they've got um what their what their roster looks like um you know what kind of offense are they running what kind of defense are they running uh just want to get an overall feel for the team before i can put them any higher than six at this point did i accidentally share my notes with you on my iphone because i'm getting a little bit <laughs> I think yeah, you great minds think alike, man. Great minds right. think alike. <laughs> I, let me think about well, that. Quit switching your picks. Just go with it. Uh, all right, all right. Yeah, you know what, Casey? You're right. I, I'm gonna stick with the edge at number. No, 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 no. Let me. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to copy Chris. That's just, that doesn't work well for me. It, it, I mean, one of us has to be right. And if we're both on the same thing, we got a chance to both be wrong. Oh, man, where do I want to go now? You guys could always just let me be right. That'd be fine too. Oh, it's not, it, uh, fortunately for all of us, it's not up to us. <laughs> it's up to the guys playing the game. Right. All right. So what's left? I had, so the edge. already said the gold, right? Yep. You got them at four. So we got Edge, Insomniacs, and who am I missing? Uh, Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes. I'm going to go Snake Eyes six. Snake Eyes? Okay. So this is the reason why I'm keeping all this. So, sorry, Chris, you cut out. Say it again. I said this is the reason why I'm keeping all this. So I know exactly who picked what. Right. All right. So I'm going Snake Eyes six. Uh, I like okay. the uh, concept. My my concern is they're going to spend a lot of time in practice before the jamboree, getting their guys up to speed on that offense, and as a result, they won't have a lot of practice on the defensive side of the ball. So for me, that's the reason why they're sliding to the bottom and they're not up top like Casey Adam. But you know, that, that's not a bad thing. It's just my reasoning behind it all right so with that i'm gonna put the edge at number seven just to be different than chris and you'll notice that my newish teams are all sliding to the bottom because they got new coaches primarily new players i just feel like jamboree specifically 
they're not going to have their sea legs underneath them yet. They will not really understand how the game is played yet. And for that primary reason is why the new teams for me, for Jamboree specifically, are sliding to the bottom. That They will not be my predictions for the preseason moving forward, but for Jamboree specifically, having just a day to try to figure all this out, I got I to gotta put them at the bottom. All right, Chris, that puts you up at number seven. Number seven for me is going to be over the top. Um, it might be a miss for me. It might be something that I'm completely wrong on, <clears throat> and I hope I am. Uh, but I just think that, um, you know, passion is definitely something that could take you places. But I want to see what they're going to bring. I want to see um, how this all comes together. And I, I, I think that um, they have potential, but I'm wondering if that potential is going to take them uh, far enough in the jamboree to be higher. I think that it's going to take them a little bit throughout the season before they really start to put it together. So do you don't think they're going to be able to go over the top during jamboree? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think I don't think they're going to be uh, Vegas gold um, come jamboree <laughs> time. So I'll, just, I'll just wait till, silver. I, I can't wait till you show up to their practice and I call G. I'm like, yo, he put you a seven, dog. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> I got you, bro. I got you. And, uh, and, and of course, what you. I'll tell them is I'll, I'll just let them know, hey, it's because I haven't been out here long enough coaching your wide receiver. Like, no, because I've seen you guys. You deserve number seven. <laughs> <laughs> Prove me wrong. Pull, pull the big Rob Fabian. Prove me wrong and I'll shut up. There you go. Right. There you go. There you All go. right, Casey, you're up at number seven. Who you got? All right, my number seven. I believe my two teams I have left are the Edge and the Gold, right? That's correct. Yep. Okay. Yep. My number seven, I would have to say, would be the Edge. I think it's going to come down for that seven spot. I think it's honestly going to come down to those, the Edge or the Gold, for that spot. Um. All right, and so I think effectively the edge puts just gold edges in. it out. So, <laughs> went with the edge to edge out the gold. All right. That's cool. So, you so got, Chris, you, you, so that means got you've only the, got who left. Uh, and then I've got the gold last. you got yeah, the gold last, got too, the gold last, And I've got uh, the gold last as well. And that means Insomniac's last for me. Yep. I'm going to have to place a call let them know that you got them last. That's, that's, uh... well, well, like I said, they're depleted. They are the currently have the least um, amount of guys rostered. But I think if the Cove and his boys come up, that they deserve to immediately jump into the three or four spot. So, but they won't have practice together. So it, it'll be a very, very interesting situation. So that's, that's the reason for me. I just, they haven't. They don't have any continuity because they haven't had any guys since uh, they had to cut Rashad. So, uh, unfortunately, they're at number eight for me. But I, everything in my heart wants them to prove me wrong. I, I really want to see them do very well and wish the very best for them. Play. Obviously, they're playing for Coach Donnie's legacy, but so is every other guy who played in the A7FL Nevada last season. They all knew. They all knew Coach D. They all played for him at one time or another. So. There's going to be a lot of that going on all over the place. The Hunters are going to be waving that flag, too, because Rashad came all the way to Vegas to play for Coach Downing before he got cut. So there's a lot of that going on. 
Well, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun checking this out and seeing what's going on Sunday. Um, It'll be a lot more fun. I can tell you than watching uh, pro football on Sunday morning, it'll be more fun watching this live. So I guarantee you I'll be out there early and getting my fill and I'll be paying, I'll be taking notes. So that way, when we do this again, after the jamboree, I have a really good idea of the teams that I think are going to, uh, change my mind, if you will, and uh, take us to another level. So I'll definitely be taking my notes. I like it. All right. So I'm doing kind of like an old school uh, BCS thing where I'm adding up their positions to see our combined rankings, who ends up where. So you guys keep talking while I add this shit up because I'm slow. <laughs> we'll keep All we'll right. keep things moving then. Yeah, um, keep it moving. Yeah, I think that uh, you know when we when we get out there, it's it, like I said before, it's going to be a lot of fun watching guys that have, haven't played a seven FL before come out and play it for the first time and get used to these rules. Um, I'm looking forward to the throwoffs. I want to see you know what everybody's talking about with Rashard, Rashard and I want to see what uh, some of these other guys can do. Um, you know, on these throw-offs and, you know, my question is, do we have a second throw-off if they, if they take it back since we're looking at this as points? So it's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah. They, they may not throw the ball off to them, right? <laughs> like, exactly. They figure a way to get this shit out of bounds. You take it at the 40, I guess. I'm not dealing with that shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right. What about you, Casey? What, what's your overall <laughs> feeling after we did this list? What, what do you think is happening here? I mean, I feel I feel solid about my one through four. Um, from five on down is kind of one of those. They could be anybody, but it was had to be some of the newer teams for me, just because of the continuity of the teams uh, coming in, not being so together the on the same team necessarily. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, the guy who takes Snake Eyes number one, one of the new teams. Well, it's it's that, it's, it's going to be that wishbone offense. I think is going to be the hardest thing for anybody. Um, so I think that that's going to, as long as they have some type of footing under them under on offense, I think they'll be all right. Um, and I think they'll end up scoring more points than anybody. So well, it'll just come down to their defense. But you know what's interesting about the wishbone that we didn't talk about? <clears throat> we talked about it from a defensive standpoint. You also got to talk about it from an offensive standpoint because a wishbone is not something that you can truly run with a quarterback that doesn't understand making the uh, defensive end commit before he makes the pitch. And you could get guys out there that are a little scared and make the pitch early and you can run for negative yards on, off of that. So I'm really interested to see you have to have the right quarterback to make the wishbone work. So I want to see what kind of quarterback they have first. All right. And, and my mind goes to I don't believe that anybody would try to run that type of offense unless they felt comfortable with the guy they had running that offense at quarterback. So I feel like right. the coach has a pretty good good grip on who he has at quarterback and has the faith that his quarterback knows how to run that offense. And but you're not keeping one thing in mind with that, Casey, and that is coaches, all coaches. I'm guilty of it myself. Derek will tell you. Right from a coaching standpoint, you've got something set in your mind and you're like, we're going to run this. I'm going to teach it. We're going to yep. do this. And it's it doesn't always work out that way. 
Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. you've got to be, you know, you got to be willing to take a step back or take two steps back to understand what's going on before you can just say, yes, this is how we're going to run this. Right. Absolutely. All right. So I finished the tallying and no big surprises aside from, I don't know, I'll let you guys think about what the surprises might be. All right. So we're going to go from bottom to top. So at number eight, coming in with a total of uh, 20 points. So the, the number of points you have is the worst. The, for, so number seven and number eight are the gold and the edge. So the edge, the edge's highest rating was six by Chris. And the gold's highest rating was four by me. So by virtue of them having one higher rating, we're going to put the gold as a show at number seven with the edge at number eight. So, oh, wow. so the, so the gold out edged out the edge. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> gotcha. All right. All right. <laughs> and another tie. So we got edge eight gold seven. We got over the top and the insomniacs both with 15. So uh, again, uh, over the top is going to get the nod there. Oh yeah. I take that back. Somebody had insomniacs pretty high too, right? Chris, you had Insomniacs at three. I had OTT at two. So by virtue of that, uh, we're going to put OTT as a a show at five and Insomniacs at six. And the rest of them are cut and dry. Who do you think is number four? Um, I would say the Hunters. Kryptonite with 13 points. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I... I I scrolled down too far. I couldn't see them. <laughs> I'm surprised at all this shit, to be honest. Uh, number three, Snake Eyes with 12. Number two, The Hunters at eight. And number one, The Pit Bosses with four. But everybody had them number number one or two. So they, they had right. By the way, Derek, where did you have the kryptonite? Because I didn't get you for that one. See? That's why I kept my own shit. <laughs> number five. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I could have yeah. looked at it and told you. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only one I missed. Everything else right. I got. Right. Or at least that's what I'm claiming. Well, that that was fun, guys. <laughs> I, I can't wait to go through Sunday and have this as a reference point and then come back together next Wednesday night and see how bad we fucked this up. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I also can't wait for is when this thing drops tomorrow morning the bullshit that we're all going to have to deal with by putting certain teams at six, seven, and eight. That <laughs> like, oh, I, want, I want everybody in that fall Las Vegas to, if they got the smoke, bring the smoke. It's great. I just, yeah, and I just got one thing, man. If we're dropping this, please tell me we're, you're, you're leaving it on the, the uh, podcast and the uh, numbers aren't going out to any of the coaches directly. Oh, no, no, no. There will not be any preview. I don't want to deal with this okay. shit tonight. Okay, good, good. We'll just deal with it on Thursday. Okay. Because I was going to say, go. you know, you can't just drop the numbers on where we think they're going to be without right. some substance behind it, you know? <laughs> right. Right. Chris thinks you're number eight. I don't know. You want to hear where we rank? you got to listen to the podcast. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, you so know that what? way you it, get the understanding of why. So that's a good point. I'm definitely going to tease this tonight and say, hey, guys, here's what we do in the podcast tonight. Let all your guys know that they've been preseason ranked for Jamboree. I'm not telling you who got ranked where. You'll have to listen. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll have 
240 people listening to the podcast at 7 o'clock tomorrow morning. I promise you. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's do it. And by, and by 8 o'clock, by 8 right. o'clock, we'll, be, we'll all be getting MFs. Right. <laughs> you motherfucker. What do you mean I'm 8? <laughs> I'll be sitting at my desk at work and I'll hear ding, ding, ding. Yep. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> You're like, damn. All right. I'll read those later. Right. <laughs> All right. So while we're here, I want to uh, I want to do give a quick shout out to uh, another podcast that is a seven FL centric that uh, we didn't know about no. until we until we had our own podcast here with Big Woody from the. Uh, oh gosh, he's he's Ghost, right? Or is he Tampa eighteen? I don't know. From the Florida division, I can't remember what team he plays for, but he, him, and Joey Bate. I think it's the Ghost. I think Joey plays for the Ghost, and Woody plays with him. But him and Joey Bate uh, have combined to uh, have a two-band podcast out of Florida that's Florida-centric. They talk primarily Florida football in the A7FL, and it's called The Parlay. Really good content on there. Like I said, it's pretty well Florida-centric. They did uh, in this last episode talk about Woody being on our podcast and tease that next week they're going to get into the content that came out of our podcast. So I'm excited to see, you know, things taking off in other divisions around the country. So obviously the primary podcast, the three on one is supposed to be a national podcast, but obviously we started ours because it was primarily based on the legacy teams, which makes good sense. Those are the ones they see and call every day. So we developed ours to get heard. And then right along with it, actually, I would say even before ours, the the Florida podcast has been going because they were talking about, they were having shows that were recaps of games of the week during the season. We didn't have none of that until the off season. So I think they were actually going before us, but we just got wind of it in the last few days because I have Woody on. Right. So I encourage you guys to check that out, at least the two of you, so you can get up to speed with what's being said there. They've, they've got a lot of really neat things they're talking about, previewing this season, talking about Deontay Henderson and how great of a linebacker he is. And of course, we've all heard about Mark Bagway and everything that he's doing, but they're there. They keep saying that uh, the guys down there aren't talking very much on the Tampa Nightcrawlers. So they have no idea what they're bringing to the table, similar to what the snake eyes here and kryptonite are doing here. So, you know, the top team from Florida is being very quiet this off season. And it's kind of exciting to see what's going to happen. You know, all the way through when we, uh, when next, when the season starts, it's going to be very interesting to follow. Um, I think that, uh, a lot will come out of the uh, the season, and I can't wait to see how it all plays out. Not just in our division, but in other divisions. You know, starting to watch them and listen to what's going on with uh, their divisions, it's becoming very interesting. So I can't wait to see what's going on all the way around. Yeah, we got Columbus coming on board uh, that we didn't have last season. Obviously, Reno coming on board, and let me segue into that. Uh, we got a similar situation in Reno this season that we had in Vegas this last season we're not going to have a full fall season because we couldn't turn out enough people and get enough interest going into the the fall season so we're going to run two cash tournaments uh $2,500 cash prizes probably a $150 buy-in per squad or something along those lines just to offset the field costs and whatnot and we'll have a sponsor put up the money or I'll put up the money or however that goes but we're going to do one in Sacramento one in Reno a seven rules uh Turn cash tournaments that will invite these guys out to and maybe drum up the interest that way. 
but we will not be having a fall full season in Reno. Just just a couple tournaments, or for the Reno Division, just a couple tournaments. Um, what else? So I, I also, uh, I don't know if I said this on the podcast before, I've also got my eye on Sacramento as a division that I'd like to pick up. Uh, so because of what's happening with Reno and how close Sacramento is, it's a nice fit for Sacramento, Bay Area, Reno, Vegas, so- SoCal to all be one big family. And so I've got my eye on the Sacramento division either to invest in it or find someone to invest in it that I know up there. There's a few cats that play in the Vegas division who are from that area. So they're super excited to, you know, maybe take and manage a division themselves if we can find an investor to help with them. Or or if I fall into some additional money, I may talk to the league about me taking that division and putting those guys in, in position as managers to, to run it the way Nick runs uh, Florida down, down in Florida or Keaton runs it down in LA. So big things happening in, in my brain, who knows what's actually going to happen <laughs> in, in real life. <laughs> you know, you leave it, you leave it up to me. We're going to replace the Super Bowl with a seven NFL championship, the a seven bowl, because it will be that popular. Cause that's what, well, that's how it looks in my mind. But, Let's go. Uh, well, I'm well, hold on, hold on. I got, I got one a little bit better for you. Replace the Pro Bowl with the A7FL Super Bowl or whatever we're going to call it. Um, well, I'm, I'm calling it the Seven Bowl. I, I think okay. I think that sounds amazing. And then and yes, we do the Seven Bowl, and, and we and replace. Yes, I already the, bought. Yes, I already bought the domain name. In case you're wondering. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, look, nobody watches the Pro Bowl anymore. So why not make a lot well, of look, sense? Uh, you nailed it. That's the primary reason why our fall championship will be on that weekend. So we're yeah. going to host a cash tournament and hold our championship game the same time the Pro Bowl is going on to give people actual football they can watch instead of two and touch and flag that they have been seeing. <laughs> no knock on two and touch and flag. It's a fun, it's fun, but it's not tackle football, and that's what nope. the fans are used to seeing. That's what the fans want to see. So we'll give them that and see if they want to watch our channel instead of whatever channel the Pro Bowl is going to be on. Hopefully, I'll get out. Peyton Manning will get wind of me running this thing and want to buy out our our event, and then we won't have to worry about putting it together. But until then, right now, we're looking at a uh, big money cash tournament uh, in Laughlin, sorry, in Bullhead City, Arizona, just across the river from Laughlin, Nevada, with our championship game from the fall season and a big money cash tournament being played as well so uh keep your put us on your calendar uh keep us in your mind the weekend of pro bowl weekend which i think is february 3rd 4th and 5th we will be down at anderson automotive arena in bullhead city arizona and hopefully we'll have a big sponsor and we can start promo on this thing the right way but but chris you you nailed it man i i think the pro bowl is a day where every football fan in the country is itching for football and they get to see the crap that they've been putting out and I'm hoping the Manning boys do something better and make it a fun thing. But and I'm sure the novelty of it will grab a bunch of fans. But after about an hour of seeing flag football, I think they might tune over to us. I would agree, especially the people that know about it. <clears throat> Be great to uh, to have something go out where on a national basis where they see that they could come over to a channel and watch it, because I think that would be the greatest exposure we can get. Yep, we just got to get enough commercials and enough penetration into the minds of, of the people so they see what's going on. Yep. 
Well, that's all I had for tonight, gentlemen. Uh, Casey, do you have anything you want to add to the last bit of commentary? No, not really. Um, I'm excited to see how this jamboree plays out, seeing that it'll be my first time to see it, and then how that leads teams into the fall season and what that actually means, if they use that as a building stone or if that's a setback for them. Yeah, and you know what? I just had another thought. So, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys listen as intently to the three-on-one podcast like I do, but they've got their T-shirt and merch that they've been selling. And I think we, on the other side of the ball, should come up with our own our own sayings that go on shirts to see how they sell, to see which one of us has the biggest fan base or the best saying to get shit sold. I've been rocking the Thick Boy Season shirt on virtually every trip I go on. I get people asking me to get them one all the time. I send them to the merch store. And I've got probably nine different pictures on Facebook of me wearing that Thick Boy Season shirt. And it's, it's a big thing. But so I have two shirts that I've asked Matt Ryan to start designing for me. So I'm going to roll these out to you guys real quick and see what you think. So the first one is no pads, no problem. And this like it, the, se- the second one is a ladies t-shirt that says, I'm the only one who wears pads in our family. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Dude, get me one of those. I will wear it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and, and why not a, why not a uh, hashtag Vegas versus everybody? Dude, that's, a, that's a brilliant one too. That's a brilliant. Yeah, I like that one. I like yeah. that. Right, that so can Casey, be an everybody shirt. Anybody can wear that one. All right. I can't let you take credit for that one, though, because that's the same <laughs> that we've been, we've been doing over here for a while since the A7 kicked off, and you've been a right. real big part of it, but I can't have you take ownership of that one. Well, I need you to come up with your own, and Chris, you come up with your own. I don't want you to put you guys on the spot right now, but maybe for the next podcast, if you don't have one permeating there. So Rob, Big Rob Fabian has Hus Hus, and uh, Corey Hammond has I'll Try. And then, of course, Matt Ryan, who has my favorite one, which is Thick Boy Season. You don't want to know what mine is. I've already got it. All right. I do want to know. I'm stealing it. (laughs) I'll be the first one to admit it. I'm stealing it. I'm stealing it from the other Derek. And that is, who's going to be my bitch tonight? Oh, that's beautiful. All right. (laughs) Okay. Let's get rid of the tonight. Let's just say, who's going to be my bitch? My bitch. Yep. And it could be, who's going to be my bitch? Las Vegas. Right. All right. So we're going to go, who, gone, G-O-N with an apostrophe, be my bitch. Yep. Should we do bitch or bish so you can wear it anywhere? Uh, I don't know, man. I I, I like the uh, the written out bitch. I like that better. All right. Well, we'll see if we can get approval on that. If we can't, are you okay with bish? Because yep, it's I'm going, okay it's going on the merch store. They might not want any cursing on the merch store. Not yeah, that bitch that. is supposed to be a curse word anyway. It stands for female dog. And people female just dog. fucked up the word. So anyway. Right. <laughs> so Casey, you got some time to think up yours? I will I like use it. that time and think of one. All right. I like to make this versus everybody. Though. That's a good suggestion. All right. Uh, Chris, you got any uh, parting wisdom or parting shots before we sign off for, the, for this podcast? No, I think the only thing that I can say is since it's Vegas against everyone, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll meet all comers and we'll see what, what uh, 
comes for the season. And all I can say is I can't wait for, uh, for our fall season to kick off, man. I, I'm just itching to get out there and see what these guys are doing. Awesome. So I just want to say and repeat it one more time. December 4th, 10 a.m., Bonanza High School, $1,000 on the line for the team to win the Jamboree, $250 to the offensive MVP, $250 to the defensive MVP. Fans are free. Players can come out, jump on a squad. You'll have to sign our waivers, but no cost to play. Just come out, see what we're about, see how this game gets done, see if you're man enough to play it or woman enough to play to play our game. And it's all eyes on Vegas because we are the only A7FL football being played this this fall starting this Sunday, December 4th. So get your popcorn ready. We're about to take over. Casey, take us out, brother. All right. Well, um, with that, I'm going to say you just laid the challenge out to anybody in the Vegas area that's listening to this podcast. Basically said, come out and show your balls. So let's do it. Um, <laughs> the other there side of your There's your shirt. There's your shirt. Right there. Show your balls. Show your balls. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> show, show, the, show the other side of your balls. There you go. Yep. <laughs> oh, but with that, I am Casey Cox. He is Derek Duncan. And the other one, Chris Vera, the commissioner of the league, or of the division. Until next time, we will see you on the other side of the ball. Hey there, it's Matt Ryan. Are you enjoying this A7FL podcast? Well, I'm glad you are, because that means you can give us money. That's right, you can buy our merch right now at tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch that's tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch up there right now we have some thick boy season merchandise we've got some hus hus shirts and also we've got some cory hammond related merchandise coming soon a cory hammond cory hammond's t-shirt hoodie and a whole lot more you can get all of them right now sent to you nice comfy and cozy at tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch and also you can find it in the show notes now back to that podcast you like.